Hello, internet friends. It's Faith from faithmoriah.com and radicaltransformationproject.com. I'm sitting in my office right now. I was just about to go get a latte and do some work at the coffee shop, and it started downpouring. (laughs) So as I was sitting here, I was like, oh, I should just record a podcast episode. I've been meaning to record this for a while, and I did do a live stream video that talked a little bit about this. So if you're interested, go into my Facebook group. It's Blogging Breakthroughs, and you can see all my past live streams. But when I first started kind of messing around with this concept and thinking about this, I made a live stream and I kind of shared my thoughts. So if you guys ever want to hear what's happening with my business in real time, if you want to ask me questions, the Facebook group is the place you want to be. Now, a lot of you guys know I'm pivoting some of my content at RadicalTransformationProject.com. I'm changing it from just being very niche, and focused on anxiety and depression and shifting into more intentional living and mindset. And I'll still obviously include the mental health piece, but it's just gonna be kind of a brighter variety of content for me to write about. I'm really excited about it. It feels really aligned with where I'm at right now. My mission has always been to share my personal journey online and to try to help other people and to try to bring people along on this mindset journey that I've been on over the last four years. And I'm just at a place where depression and anxiety really isn't a huge part of my day-to-day reality. It's always something I have to manage. It's always something that I have to keep in mind, but I've been managing it successfully at this point for such a long time. But I do have other things I wanna share with people. So that's why I started pivoting my content. And I've been talking about depression and anxiety on the internet for years now (laughs) at this point, which is crazy to think about, but it's true. But as I was pivoting my content, I've been thinking a lot about my avatar. I feel like any blogging course you take, any successful blogging person, everyone's always on this kick about, Figure out your avatar, define your avatar, write to your avatar, write to one person. I feel like the things I'm going to say about this are a little controversial, you guys, but please keep in mind, like, I see the value in this exercise. It can help you find your voice when you're writing. It can potentially help you get clarity around your message and spread your message in a more efficient way. But I think the avatar exercise is really overdone in the blogging community. And here's my thing (laughs) with it. I don't think you're ever going to get anywhere pandering to your audience. I believe the fastest way for your success is for you to tap into your heart and your soul, what you're divinely guided to say, what your core, like, spiritual message is. Like, what are you here to say on this earth? Who are you here to serve? How are you here to help? What are you here to do? what are you passionate about? And I don't hear people talking about that as much in the blogging community. I hear most people talking about defining your avatar and figuring out who your audience is and writing to one person. But here's my other problem with it. (laughs) This is just a whole podcast of me complaining. (laughs) My other issue with it is you're not writing to one person. I'm writing to an audience. And there's certain people in my audience that are going to like some of my content and there's certain people in my audience that are not going to like some of my content. And that's just the reality of it. No matter how niche you write, no matter how focused you are, some people are going to like your content and some people aren't. You're never going to write a blog post that pleases. Even if everyone was your avatar, you still wouldn't be able to please all of them. And you just will never make the impact you're here to make. You will never have content that is as powerful as it could be if you pander to your audience. And I think that the avatar exercise has been overdone so much to the point of it is starting to encourage people to pander to their audience. It is starting to 
get people to move away from their core message because it's like so shoved down everyone's throat figure out your avatar define your avatar figure out your avatar and i think when you spend too much time on that when you spend too much thought on that it moves you away from your core message instead of figuring out who this avatar is I just, I don't, I just can't really get behind this exercise. This whole thing of like, figure out where they shop and what what they wear and all this stuff. And I don't, it just doesn't do it for me. If it helps you, that's great. But I'm sure there's other people like me that don't resonate with this exercise. So if it doesn't resonate with you and it's not helping you, this is, this is for you. (laughs) I think instead of spending all that time naming a reader that doesn't exist, right? Your avatar and making up all these things about her, about where she shops and what she likes and all this stuff. Sit down with your journal, tap into your heart. What are you here to say? And look back on your life, like reflect back on your life and look at the journey and the processes you've been through. And what can you help people with? What has happened in your life that you could walk someone through? What insight do you have that you've learned in this lifetime that you could share with other people? What is your core message? What are you called to say? And I just did this on my Instagram recently. And it's pretty interesting. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, go check it out. It's at Radical Transformation Project. But my Instagram has always felt really uninspiring to me. I've never really felt that excited to post pictures on there. I don't really like taking pictures in my day-to-day life. It always kind of felt like a burden and I would find myself like twice a week scrambling to try to find something to stick up there and I would kind of write some half-assed caption and post it on my Instagram because I felt like I needed to post something. But it didn't feel divinely inspired to me and I've never felt super aligned with that platform. I do like Instagram stories, but the actual posting pictures on the grid has just never been my thing. But I spent a lot of time reflecting over my birthday week. I took some time off work. I went to my parents' house. They live in a small beachside town in St. Augustine, Florida. And I spent a lot of time walking on the beach. I spent a lot of time meditating. I spent a lot of time swimming out in the ocean. You know, I spent a lot of time asking for guidance. What is the next step for me? I'm willing to be guided. Show me the way I'm willing to do the work. And I really connected myself to nature and to my heart. And I anchored into this feeling of surrender. I'm willing to be guided, right? I'm willing to be guided. And I spent a long time sitting with this over my birthday weekend. And I got a bunch of downloads of things I'm working on right now. But one of the things that came through was that I was supposed to post poetry on Instagram. And when I first had that like kind of idea come to me, I thought, no, like absolutely not. <laughs> like, first of all, my poetry is pretty dark a lot of times. It's pretty depressing. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be helping people not be depressed. Why am I going to post all this depressing writing onto Instagram? It's also really personal. It's about people in my personal life. It's a lot about romantic relationships I've had in the past. It's about difficult things I've walked through. You know, I feel like most art that you make is always about the most painful, difficult times in your life. And I'm like, I'm not sharing that on Instagram. Like, sorry, God, (laughs) I'm going to need you to come back with a different answer. And I kind of brushed it off and it kept coming up for me. I kept thinking about it. And then the other day I was at the coffee shop and I haven't wrote poetry in a long time. I haven't wrote poetry in years at this point, but I was sitting at the coffee shop and this poem came out of me and it was whole and complete. I've talked to you guys about this before, but I believe divine ideas come to me and they're already done. A lot of the things I talk about on the podcast 
I don't even feel like are my ideas. They literally come through me and it's like, I know what to say. I know what the idea is. I know what the course is. I know what the blog post is. And I already know the whole thing. Like, I don't have to sit there and figure out what are my course modules or what is, you know, and hash out all the details. Ideas come to me and it's like, they're already done. And so this poem came to me and it was like, it was already done, right? It's whole and complete. I write it out. I found a photo to go with it and I posted it on Instagram. And it's really sparked this whole creative gateway for me where I'm writing a lot now of creative writing. And I have so much content scheduled to go on Instagram now, which has never ever happened because it always felt like a chore but now I'm posting about something I'm really passionate about that feels really aligned for me. And so the content just comes to me quickly and easily. And so I got a scheduler for Instagram and I'm just filling that sucker up with pictures and with poetry. But my point of this story and why I'm sharing it on this podcast, you guys know I can't tell a short story to save my life. (laughs) The point of this story is I have 17,000 followers on Instagram right now. And they all started following me when I was posting motivational content. And anytime you change your content, some people are going to like it and some people aren't, right? Some people have really been giving me great feedback on the poetry. I've actually gotten more positive feedback than I thought I would. But some people aren't going to like it. But that's okay. Like, they can unfollow me. I don't need all of them, right? I only need people that care about what I have to say that feel aligned with me. And a lot of people are excited about it. And they they like reading poetry on their Instagram feed. They think it's really cool and different. And not a lot of people are doing it. And it makes me stand out. It feels really authentic to me, right? It comes out from my heart and my soul. And I've talked about this before, but I believe people can feel your energy on the internet. So people can feel when I'm divinely creating something that is heart-centered, soul-centered content versus me just sticking a picture up and writing a caption because I have to. The energy in those posts is totally different. Go look at my Instagram post. You can tell the difference. You can feel the difference, right? But if I had been pandering to my audience, I would have never posted poetry on Instagram because I'm supposed to be serving my avatar, right? And posting depressing poetry doesn't really go with my brand <laughs> or even my mission. Like, right? My my mission is to help people with mental health. It's not to share art. It's not to write poetry. It's not to necessarily even share my own feelings of depression that I've walked through or my own life difficulties. But instead of pandering to my audience, instead of being obsessed with nailing down my avatar and talking to this one person, I recognized that I was talking to a group of people. I recognized that I had an audience of 17,000 people and some of them would like poetry and some of them wouldn't. And that's my issue with the avatar thing, right? I'm not talking to one person on Instagram, not talking to one person on the blog. I'm talking to an audience. And so I knew when I started pivoting my content on Instagram and I started posting poems, my audience on Instagram of 17,000 people, some of them would like it and some of them wouldn't. And that's okay. It's really fun for me to have a new project that I'm excited about. It's really cool that some people are liking it and responding to it. I honestly didn't think I would get a good positive reaction from this pro- from this project. But honestly, like my Instagram feed, I just feel like is so uninspiring and boring. And I was just so over it that I didn't care. I was just like, I don't care. Like my actual Instagram feed, I was just so over it. I just didn't even want to post there. It just felt so stale and boring. I kept seeing other coaches that would post these really inspiring, like kind of long captions. And I just like never feel like writing that 
to be honest with you. You know, I love coming on the podcast and riffing about inspirational stuff. I love giving people pep talks. I love, I've been sending people voice memos over Facebook lately. I love that. But there's something about sitting down and writing these inspirational rants. It just isn't my thing. It's not aligned for me. And when I do that, when I try to write those kind of long captions like that, I sit down with the intention, I'm going to inspire someone. I'm going to write this inspiring caption. It feels so forced and corny and fake to me. (laughs) and I just don't like it. But you guys know I believe a lot in creative momentum. When I create things from an inspired place, it gives me more momentum. Me writing these poems every day, and making art that feels aligned, that comes from the depths of my heart and soul and sharing it publicly gives me way more energetic momentum for other projects that do serve my audience. I think it's important as you're creating this business, you ask yourself what things in this business give me creative momentum and what things in this business take creative momentum away. And when you start hiring, those are the things you should outsource, the things that take your creative momentum away. I used to think the first thing I would hire out was this Instagram account I have because I just was so over it and so uninspired by it. Everything on there just felt so cookie cutter to me. Every time I went on there, it was like the same kind of stuff, the same kind of captions, the same kind of filters. It just felt so stale to me. And I was like, you know, I've been playing with the idea of hiring an assistant. So I've been thinking a lot over the last couple months of what I would actually want someone to do to help me. And Instagram was like the top of my list. But now because I'm creating this content that is inspired and it gives me creative momentum, it makes me feel so good and so aligned to share that stuff on there. I would not want to hire that out. Like it really bringing me a lot of joy and it's giving me more creative energy for other projects. But I think when we start pandering to your audience, when you get obsessed about your avatar and only writing to this one person and making content just for one person, writing to your one avatar, whatever, I think that can start to take your creative momentum away. I think it's better to create a piece of content that is off topic, that's not directed to your avatar, but it's heart aligned and soul aligned. It comes from the depths of your freaking heart and your soul. And maybe it's about a topic that's not even related to your blog. Maybe it's about something random. But I think it's better to do that than to create a piece of content that is uninspired, that's forced, that is pandering to your audience, that is just something you feel like you need to write for your avatar. You need to create content that feels like, I have to make this. I have to get this in the world. And that's the difference between making content from an aligned place or not, right? When I'm not inspired, ideas don't come to me. When I'm not inspired, ideas aren't coming to me whole and complete. When I'm uninspired, sitting down to write a blog post feels like the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. When I'm inspired, when I have creative momentum, the blog post comes to me and it's already done. It's already done. I don't have to sit there and think about what to write. It just comes out. It's already done. It's perfect. It doesn't even take me that long to write. And so it's important for me to stay in that inspired place. And if sharing things that are off topic gets me aligned in that way to where I can create the amount of content that I make every week and have it be soulful and useful and helpful and good, even if it's off topic a little bit, even if it's Even if some people in my audience don't resonate with it, that's fine because I'm not writing to one person. I'm writing to an audience. I have an audience of people, 100,000 people that come to this site every month. Not every piece of content has to be to this one person. There's multiple avatars in your audience. Maybe that's, maybe that's the answer to this. (laughs) Maybe create multiple avatars, right? Some people are interested in this one and some people are interested in that. And I do see the value in it. 
so don't like twist what I'm saying and and everything but I just feel like it's really overdone and I feel like the more powerful way to look at things is more about what transformations have you been through in your life what things have impacted your life and share those stories share those truths share the things in your heart and your soul share those stories and share those truths share the things in your heart and your soul that you know you're meant to say and sitting down and asking yourself those kind of questions like I could have spent that time at the beach hammering out my avatar and figuring out what her name is and where Jennifer shops and what kind of cars she drives. Or I could sit on the beach and literally pray and tap into my soul and say, you know, God, angels, universe, like guide me. What am I here to say? I'm willing to do the work. Or I can sit on the beach and say, you know, God, angels, universe, what's the next step for me? And really dig into my heart and my soul and what I'm called to say and get clear on the message that I want to share and that the ways that I want to help. And I think that is a much more powerful use of your time for me, just the way my brain works, (laughs) which you guys know is definitely not how everyone's brain works. (laughs) I definitely don't claim to have the answers for everyone because I recognize the way that I operate and the way that I think about things is different than a lot of people in the blog space. And that's okay. It works for me and I share it and hopefully it will work for other people. And I think it's interesting to have like a fresh perspective in the blogging community of someone that does things different. I think a lot of the information that's shared there can be really stale too. It's kind of like the same old stuff. You know, every blogging course I've ever taken has a module about figuring out your avatar. You know, and at the same time, I write a niche blog. Like I do have a pretty narrow focus. So I think it's fine to be niched down. I think it's fine to kind of stay in your lane. I think it's fine to be focused if that's what you're called to do. I guess my point is it's not about your avatar. It's not about your readers. It's about you. What are you here to say? What's your mission? What are you called to say? If you're called to write a niche blog, like I was, I was called to write a blog about depression and anxiety, then that's what you should do. If you're called to talk about multiple different topics that have impacted your life, then that's what you should do. But it's about what is heart aligned for you? What's soul aligned for you? It's not about your readers, not about your readers, not about where she shops, not about what she likes. It's not about them. It's about you. And I think that That's the difference. Like, that's really the essential shift I'm trying to get across to you. It's not about your readers, not about your avatar. It's about you. Sit down and ask yourself about you instead of sitting down and asking about your reader. Ask about you. What is in your heart and soul to say? And sometimes it takes a while to dig into that. It's not clear. Like, people think being guided is like a spotlight comes down and you know exactly what to do. And it's not like that. Being guided means sitting down with yourself, tapping into your heart and your soul, digging past layers and layers of different stuff and being willing to try things and fail and learn the lessons and tap back into your heart and do it all over again. It's not necessarily like you're guided, you're going to know the answers right away. This is a process of really getting to know yourself. And for me, it's been a really spiritual process, right? It might look a lot different for you and what your process is, but it's a process of getting to know yourself, your message, your mission. It's not about your readers. It's about you. And the more you can tap into that and the more you can leave this idea of writing to one person. And I think tapping into that is really, really powerful. And I think the avatar exercise can be interesting. I think the more you can tap into that, the more powerful your message will be. And I think the avatar exercise 
can be helpful. Like, I see the value in it, but I also think it gives people a license to pander to their audience. I think it gives people a license to create half-assed content that's watered down, that's not aligned. And the more you do that, the more you create content that's out of alignment, the more momentum you lose, right? So in that way, it slows down your entire business when you're doing this avatar exercise. If you're creating content that's not aligned, it's going to slow down your creative momentum. And when you lose creative momentum, you will lose momentum in your business. Okay, you guys, (laughs) I hope this all makes sense. Sometimes I record things and I'm like, I don't know if this makes sense to anyone but me. This is kind of one of those things. <laughs> Come over and join the Facebook group. I would love to have you. I've been doing Q&As in there and more live videos in there, and I really, really love it. I would really love to support you on your blog journey. You know, my mission this year is to find a lot of success online, to grow my audience, to spread my message in a bigger, more impactful way, and to make a larger income so I can reach more people and have the impact in this world that I want. And I want to take as many women with me as I can. I want massive success and I want to bring as many women as possible with me. I want all of us at the top. I want all of us sharing our heart and souls. I want all of us doing the work that we're called to do. And I want us to be well supported, financially supported, doing the work that we're called to do in this world. And I feel really, really divinely called to help women do that. I think women stepping into their power, women finding their voice, women stepping into this public space on the internet and sharing the things they're called to share is revolutionary. If you look back historically, there's never been a time in history where it's been safe for women to go into public space and tell their truths the way it is now. You can share things online publicly that women of previous generations could have never even dreamed of sharing. And so this is a revolutionary time for women. Not only that, but then there's the opportunity to monetize it and to make money and to be able to be home with your kids. I know there's people listening right now that want the flexibility to be able to be a great mother and to be able to have a beautiful family. And that's revolutionary. So to me, this whole blogging thing and helping women is a really soul-driven mission for me, and I see it as so much more. I literally see it as a way to change the world, and I'm happy to share with you any tools or anything I can do to help you on that process. Okay, guys, I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.